I'm excited about what God has in store. It's always good to get together to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So again, thank you, worship team, for leading us in this time of worship. We're going to continue on what I started with last Sunday morning on being well advised in the wisdom of Almighty God. And so I hope you came expecting to receive a word from the Lord that is applicable to your life today, and not only today, but uh, throughout the rest of your life, you can continue to build on this, being well advised in the word of the Lord, in the direction and the hearing of the word of the Lord, and being able to make wise choices for your lives. Amen. Praise God. To be well advised, to receive advice, to receive means to receive counsel. It's an opinion given as to what one should do. And it's also, what we're talking about being well advised, we're talking about having wisdom for when conventional wisdom or the path of this current cultural norms point in one direction while heaven's wisdom points in another direction. How many people have ever experienced that in life? The conventional wisdom of the cultural norms are pointing this way and heaven's wisdom's pointing that way. Uh, so uh, many times we're in that dilemma, but it's not quite as easy as I think it was Yoga Bear. Yogi Bear said that uh, you know, we come to a fork in the road, take it. That sounds real simple, but yeah, take it, which one? You're still, you're still left with that dilemma, which way? Many times I, I find that being endeavoring to be led by the Holy Spirit and, and uh, uh, being well advised through the scriptures and through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. It's still like, okay, I, I know that God said he's going to direct my path, but which way is he leading me? The good news is, is we can continue to learn and to develop the skill set of being well advised and being led by the Holy Spirit, and we can be the wiser for it. We can, we can be making good choices. We can find ourselves on a good path. In Proverbs 13 and verse 10 from the New Living Translation, it tells us that those who take advice are wise. Those who take advice are wise. So we have to be uh, submissive to the Word of God. We have to be submissive to the authority of Scripture. We have to be submissive to those impositions of authority over us, not only in the, in, in the realm of the, of the body of Christ in the church, but also in government, just all the different establishment that God has set up. There's, there, there's a, a, an order that God has established. It's His will. You know, Jesus' prayer, the Lord's prayer was, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So being well advised, we're learning how to bring kingdom principles, to bring them into reality in this world, in this present time that we're living. In Proverbs chapter 13, uh, in verse 20, it says, walk with wise and become wiser, associate with fools and get in trouble. I don't think any of us are interested in getting in trouble. So the, the, the wisdom here is that we are to walk with wise and we become even wiser. That principle of association that is here is also a principle that Jesus taught when he, when he gave the invitations that all you who are weary and heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. Learn of me. Take my yoke upon you. He said, learn of me. So it's come to him. So associate with wise people and you become, and you become wise. You associate with fools and you get yourself in trouble. So last week I ended up with a question of 
How can we know that we are receiving good advice? There's so many sources available in our culture today. There's, there's uh, you know, you can ask series, you can Google, you can pray, you can ask friends, you can, you can look it up yourself. There's just so many different uh, avenues to, to, to find answers. But the good news is, is that uh, when we are receiving and looking for the right direction, when we're longing for good advice, one of the, the guardrails that I left with you last week are found in, in the book of James chapter 3, where, where James comp- uh, contrasted the, the wisdom from heaven compared to the wisdom, earthly wisdom. And the, the characteristics of being well-advised, you can tell you're being well-advised when, when it is coupled with, with, there's a purity to it, it is peaceful, it is gentle, there's a willingness to yield to it, the, the being well advised, it will be merciful, it will be impartial, and we will all, it will always be sincere. And James contrasted that with earthly wisdom or the wisdom of this world and even called it demonic and it's filled with strife and contention and self-seeking and envy and bitterness. And so if, it's, if, if the environment that you're in, the direction that you're longing for is just is creating envy and bitterness and self-seeking, that is a sure clue, a red flag that this is not the wisdom of God. We're not being well advised here. We need to just push the pause button, push the reset button. Let's get back and, and let, let's, let's continue to um, seek uh, more counsel on this until we come into that area of, uh, of purity and peacefulness and gentleness and, and, and a, a willingness to yield and it's uh, impartial and it's always sincere. So that's my heart's desires for is for all of us as the body of Christ, that the, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ be representing well the wisdom of God, the kingdom of God here on the earth. Jesus taught in parables, and this one particular parable has kind of just, I don't know, how to exactly put it. It, it. It's a challenging parable to really make it applicable in our lives today. But it's also one that has uh, stimulated me to, uh, and, and just really pushed me in a direction, okay, let's make sure we're not stupid. Let's make sure we're not stupid here, and let's make sure that we're not, you know, that, that we're not coming across here as, uh, as, as, as less than informed. And the parable is found in Luke chapter 16. We're not going to look at it in detail today, but sometime I'm going to just spend a, a lesson, give a lesson on the parable itself. But it's the parable of, uh, of the unjust servant. And he had been uh, uh, serving his master well for some time, and apparently he went off the rails in his stewardship, and he started being selfish and greedy and, and, and skimming some finances off the top for himself or wherever he was skimming it from. And word got back to the manager, that, uh, to the owner, that, that he had been uh, dishonest, and so he was, his, his, his job was terminated, and he was going to be audited, and he had to give an account for what he had done. But in that particular story, the manager, I believe he had been a good manager for some time. That's why he had his job. But somewhere he went off the rails. He became selfish and, and started taking more than what was appropriate for him. And when the, the owner found out about it, he terminated his job. The manager was real quick to figure out how to uh, make a way for his future. And he went back to the people that owed, his, that owed the owner some, some uh, money he went back to the debtors and said, how much do you owe? And the one said, well, I owe 100 bushels of wheat. And he said, well, take the bill here and let's rewrite it. And let's make it 80 bushels of wheat. 
and made friends with the debtor. And then he went to the next one. He said, how much do you? And he said, I owe 80 of whatever it was, gallons of something. And he said, well, what, let's give me your bill. And he rewrote the bill and said, no, you only owe 40. And Jesus is giving this parable, but then he makes it, which is, I can, I'm, I'm good with the parable until Jesus makes a statement. And then he, he made the statement that, uh, that uh, the children of this world are more shrewd than the children of light. Shrewd meaning wise. So he used this example and he said, people of the world are wiser than the people of light or the people of the kingdom or we could say worldly people are wiser many times than Christians are. And that, when I, every time I would read that, it was like, wow. It's like, really? <laughs> really? But then I would look around, I take an inventory of my life, and I, I, I'm always looking out over the horizon. What's life like? Who's, you know, what's working? And, and why is it working? Why are some people, you know, things are going well, and other people, things are not going so well? And, it, and it's, uh, I have to be honest with you, it's a, it's a mixed bag. It really is a mixed bag. You can look at some non-Christians and you look at their lives and it's like, wow, they are really wise. They are really, they're, they're doing well. They're prospering, they're healthy, and they're, they're, they're kind, they're, they're benevolent, they're doing all the right things, and just that they never surrendered their life to Christ. And then I can look around at other people that have been faithful, they surrendered their life to Christ as a child. They've been going to church all their lives. They've been faithful in their stewardship and their tithing all their lives, but yet they continue to struggle. And the answer, the question is, why? Why, if the promises of God are, you know, bring your tithe into the storehouse and open up the witness of heaven and pour out such blessing that you don't have room enough to receive it, why is it that some people have been faithful in that for many, many years, but it feels like the witness of heaven has been shut upon their lives? I'm asking you a question. No one wants to. <laughs> it's not a rhetorical question. I can make it one. Okay. I do have the answer. I do have the answer. We need to be well advised in every area of life. Let's just stick with that one example. For, and we could talk about relationships. We could talk about health. We could talk about all kinds of different areas of our lives. Well, let's just use the one for, for a moment just, just to get you stimulated in your thinking. I want you to understand my thought processes here this morning to, to stimulate you to really be serious about becoming well-advised. My theory is, my theory is when I look out over the landscape of the church and I see people that have been faithful in, in the area of stewardship, but yet they're living from paycheck to paycheck, year after year after year after year, and some of them decade after decade, but yet they've been faithful. The next person appears like, you know, obviously I don't know, but it appears like, well, this person's not even involved, not even surrendered their life to Christ, not involved in a local church of any type and, 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 and not a tither and that type of thing, and, but yet it seems like they're prospering. My, my thinking is, is that in, in the church realm, you know, because Jesus made the statement, the children of this world are more shrewd than the, than the, than the children of light. And here's my thinking is that the church has done a good job of teaching people the responsibility of paying their tithes. 
encouraging people to pay tithe, but the church has done a lousy job. Matter of fact, they've done a negative job on it many times of what to do with the other 90%. So if you become a Christian, you hear about the principle of tithing and you start tithing, but you are never well advised. You never get any insight. You never get any training. You never take a Dave Ramsey course on financial peace or any other courses out there. You never educate yourself in the realm of finances. You can be making very, you can be tithing and making very poor financial choices with the remaining 90% and you're going to struggle. Thus, Jesus made the statement, the children of this world are wiser than the children of light. There's other people that are not Christians that, have, that are very well-rounded, very well-educated in the area of financial expertise. They know how to invest. They know how to steward. They, they, you know, they're trained in that particular area. Are you with me so far? Those of you watching online, don't, don't even think about turning it off. You need to continue to be stimulated here. You need to be, continue to be stimulated to become well-advised and, and come to a place where I don't think I should feel insulted when Jesus makes a statement that the, that, that the children of the world are more shrewd than the children of light, but to take it as a challenge of, okay, as a child of light, as a child of God, I need to become well-advised in the area of stewardship. I need to be well advised in the area of relationships. I need to know how to have good, healthy relationships. I need to be well advised in, in, in stewarding my, my body well, in my health, and, and so forth, and just so many different areas of life. We need to become well advised in these particular areas. That's why it's so important to recognize that God has resourced us with wisdom from heaven. Wisdom from heaven. I don't know if it's only been my experience. I think some of it may be uh, some of the culture, some of my family of heritage, but uh, I, I see it as a, as a broader perspective as well that there's, a, there's an almost, sometimes there's an antagonist, antagonistic spirit between the church and the non-Christian world. There, there's, there's this envy of, uh, well, let me put it this way. Many times Christians suffer with what I, what I call an intellectual inferior complex. And then they compensate, would compensate for that with a spiritual superior complex. Oh, that's worldly wisdom. We don't need that. God provides all of our need and God this and God that and we don't do that and we don't need that and I don't need that information. Now, I'm not talking about exalting uh, degrees and, and, and so forth, but neither am I condemning it. But I'll be honest with you, there was a season in my life where I would read Paul's, the Apostle Paul's writings, and I would read in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and chapter 2, and he'd talk about how God would take the, the, the wisdom of this, he'd take the, the foolishness of this world to confound, to confound the wise of this world. And it's like, yeah, see that God's wiser than the world. And yes, he is wiser than the world, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't be well advised in how to operate and how to know how the system is working so that we can work in the system. We can be well advised so that we are well-rounded in relationships and stewardship and, 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 and health and fitness. We need to become well advised in it. And when you read the writings of the Apostle Paul, it, when you read it casually, it can appear like, yes, he's anti education. He's anti higher education because you know why, why, 
Why embrace that if, uh, if God's far superior to that? Well, God is far superior to that, but in the meantime, you're living in this world. Let me ask you a question for something you to ponder about. Do you think the Bible has mostly to do with getting you saved and getting you to heaven? Or do you think it has mostly to do with you living well here on earth? Which is it? It's, 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 it's both. But you'd be surprised when you begin to approach it as God's word being a manual for living at kingdom principles here on the earth. Jesus's prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth. Everyone say on the earth. So while we're on the earth, we better become well advised on how to function on the earth. We're in the world, we're not of the world, but we're in it and we must learn and, and we need to be well advised in how to govern our lives and to accomplish what God has placed us here to accomplish. If, was, if, if the gospel is all about getting you saved and getting to heaven, the moment we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we'd just be raptured out of here. But no, he has us here, and he has us here for a purpose. And while we are here for a purpose, we need to become grounded, rooted, and grounded in the word of God so we know how to function his kingdom here on the earth as it is in heaven. Well advice. Everyone say, I'm hungry for more advice. The wisdom of the word, wisdom of the word. When conventional wisdom is pointing in one direction, heaven's wisdom is pointing in another direction. What direction am I going to go and how can I know that? We can know that by becoming well informed. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Proverbs, chapter two, the book of wisdom. I love the book of Proverbs. I encourage you to read Proverbs on a regular basis and, and, and uh, whatever translation you're reading from of King James or New King James or New Living Translation, I encourage you to read it in, in, in different translations. And if you want to uh, really enjoy reading it from a different perspective, uh, read it from the message translation. Uh, paraphrased version of Eugene Peterson's on the, on the book of Proverbs, puts in a contemporary uh, modern language. And it's, just, it's, it's actually, it's a, it's a fun read. And so I'm encourage you just to, to keep after it. But in Proverbs chapter two, talking about being well advised, let me read beginning at verse one, we'll read several verses here, perhaps down to verse 10 or 11. It says, my child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants treasure. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. Common sense. How many times have you heard over the last several decades where people are just lacking common sense? Well, common sense comes from the Word of God. It comes from God. It's a, it's a, it's a manifestation of being a wise person, being, being well advised. 
Verse 7, the second part, he is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, what is right, what is just, and what is fair. And you will find the right way to go. When you come to that fork in the road, take it. You'll know which way to take it. You'll know which way to go. You'll, you'll have a knowing. You'll just know in your inner person. You'll know. You'll, make, you'll find yourself making right choices. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you. Understanding will keep you. So being well advised begins with listening. Listen. In verse 1, it says, listen to what I say. You'll find that throughout wisdom's literature. Listen, my son. Listen to what I have to say. So it's wisdom speaking to you. We are the children of God. And so make sure that you tune your ears. In verse 2, it says, tune your ears to wisdom. Tune your ears to concentrate. Just like you tune your ear into whatever else you're interested in. When you're interested in, in music or your, whatever it is that you're listening to, you tune your ear into that. So tune your ear into the wisdom of God, into the voice of the Spirit. In verse 3, it tells us to cry out for insight and to, for insight. Ask for understanding. Do you see the engagement here and, and the responsibility on, you, on, on the individual, on the, uh, as, as children of God? I'm to listen. I'm to tune my ears. I'm to concentrate. I'm to cry out for insight. I'm to ask for understanding. And verse 4 tells us to uh, search. Search for them as you would for silver. Just as you are longing to, uh, in, in your career path, you're, you're longing to earn an income. You are to be searching and longing to be well advised in the wisdom of Almighty God so you can be making wise choices, manifesting God's will being done on the earth as it is in heaven. It takes the wisdom of God to manifest God's will on the earth as it is in heaven. I said it takes the wisdom of God to manifest God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven. What is heaven's wisdom in this situation? What, is, what would heaven decide here? How would Jesus reply to this? How would he handle this? And, and then to seek that advice requires you to listen, to tune in, to cry out for understanding, for insight, and to be asking and, and searching. Then verse 5 says, when we do this, when we listen... And when we tune our ears in, we cry out for insight. We're asking for understanding. We are searching. Verse 5 says, then. Everyone say, then. Then you will understand. Then you will be well advised. You will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will, and, and you will gain the knowledge of God. There it is. There it is. As a result of listening Tuning your ears, crying out, 
searching, then you will understand and you will gain the knowledge of God. Now you are well informed. Now you can make the right choices. You will make the right, you will turn the right direction. You come to a fork in the road, you will take it the right way because you have listened, you've tuned, you cried out and you have been searching. As a result of gaining this understanding, as a result now of being well advised, there's some benefits to this. Verse six says, for the Lord grants wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Verse seven promises that it's a treasure of common sense. Common sense. You know, when, when things are going right in an individual's life, they're making all the right choices and, and all the right things are coming together. The relationships are good. The finances are good and the health is good and just seems everything. They have the Midas touch. Everything they invest in, everything they touch, it just turns out to be gold. And it's like, you know, it, it's just those things just seem like they're, they're, they're happening for people. They're happening for people. For the Lord grants wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and a treasure of common sense. Many times what it is, in, in the, when you look at the person, it seems everything's coming together for them. It's because they are operating, governing their lives out of a treasure of common sense. A treasure of common sense. It's not that attitude of... of uh, of a, a, a spiritual superior complex. It's not a holier-than-thou attitude, but it's a, it's a heart of wisdom. It's a heart of a treasure of common sense. As a result of that, operating out of that treasure of common sense and, and seeing the, the pieces come together the way you desire them to come together, also coupled with that, God promises that, that, that this wisdom that we're speaking of, being well-advised, also provides for us, and it manifests as a shield, a protection. A shield of protection. Verse 7, the second part of the verse, says, He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. Then verse eight, he guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. You can, you can rely on the Lord when you are listening, when you are tuning your ears and you are concentrating for the voice of the Holy Spirit. You are crying out for insight. You are asking for understanding. You are searching for it as you would search for silver or for gold. These are the promises. The manifestation of it is that you will have a treasure of common sense. You can, be, you can expect a, a supernatural grace and protection. God's blessing and divine favor is upon you. One of the scriptures we use many times in, 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 uh, in stewardship exhortations, Proverbs 3, where we trust in the Lord and with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. You keep reading through that. Then it talks about to honor him with the first fruits of all your increase, and your barns will be blessed. Your vats will overflow with new wine. The blessing, the benefits, the shield, the protection. Well, if you, don't have a, if you don't have a storehouse, if you don't, you know, the agricultural community, that's why they use barns and vats and, and wheat and grain and all that stuff. Well, today you, you, would, have a, you would have different accounts. You would, you would have a storehouse. You'd have a savings account. Well, if you don't have any of the, any, any of the, of, of the tools, there's no protection for it. There can be no increase on your storehouse if you don't have a storehouse. God can't protect your storehouse if you don't have a storehouse. Well, I'm not putting my money in the, in the stock market. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not laying my money up where, Roth, where, where moth and rust, you know, come in and steal and corrupt and destroy it. I'm not doing that. Well, you need a storehouse somewhere. I'm not, I'm not here today as a financial advisor, but you, somewhere you need 
to learn how to be investing. You need to have, know how, how to have a finances work for you rather than you working for finances. And so we need to, be, we need to become well-advised in those things. And I'm not here today to be that advisor, but you say, well, who, who, you know, who is a good financial advisor? Search for it. Search for that person. Ask around. Look at other people that things are working in their lives. Say, you know, where, where do you get your coaching? Who's advising you? That type of thing. Same thing with health and fitness, relationships. See people's relationships are working well. Find out how they're doing that, who they get their insight from, who they're being coached by. We're not doing it all by ourselves. I don't do it all by myself. You don't do it all by yourself. But we can come together and, and we, can, we can come up with that treasure of common sense and, and then having God being that shield of protection. Verse 8 again says that he guards, he guards the path of the justice. Remember, he said that he would lead, he would direct your path. It's your path that determines, the path that you're on determines your destination. It's not your good intention. It's the path that you're on right now is going to determine your destination. It's not your intention to do something. It's not your intention to get it right. It's, your, it's the path that you're on this very moment. Am I on the right path? Did I make the right choice back at the fork in the road? And how can I know if I made the right one? Well, be well advised. When you're well advised, you'll know that, or your advisors will, will come and, and surround you and say, hey, I think you made a, a wrong turn there. I think you made a wrong choice. Let's go back and go the other direction. Number, uh, excuse me, verse nine says, then you will understand what is right, just, and fair. When you are well advised, when the Holy Spirit of God, the, the scriptures, the promises of God that have to do with the, your life here and now, God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it has as much to do with life on earth here as it, has, as it, as it is with eternity. So when you are in this place, when you, now when you, you are well advised in the wisdom of God, you will understand what is right. You'll know what is right. You'll know what is wrong. You'll know what is just. And you'll know what is fair. You'll know what is equitable. You'll, you'll, you'll have a knowing of that. You'll find, I like the last, the second part of the verses, and you will find the right way to go. And say the right way. The right decision, the right path. I made the right turn at the fork in the road. You'll know the right way. And sometimes it's even, it may be difficult to explain to someone else how you made that right choice, but you, you know that you know that you know you made the right choice. Sometimes it may not look like the right choice to the natural eye, but you know in your heart of hearts you made the right choice because you have been well advised. You have submitted yourself to, to the wisdom of Almighty God. Let's go on. Verse 10 it says, For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will will fill you with joy. How do I know I'm being well advised? These, again, all these verses, all these promises here are, are, are guardrails to letting you know that you're being well advised. It says, wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Are you enjoying life? Are you enjoying the process? I'm not saying every day is just going to be, you know, just a, a, a 10 plus day. But in general, are you enjoying the favor of God on your life? Are you enjoying? Are, you know, and, and 
Are you heading in a direction of life becoming even more joyful? You'll be filled. He'll fill you with joy. The joy of the Lord coming to a place where the joy of the Lord is our strength because we have been well advised. And I, 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 I adhered myself to, to a good counsel. I was well advised. I obeyed it. And here's the fruit of it. And my heart is full of joy as a result of it. That's so true in relationships and, and, and all the other areas of life as well. Verse 11, wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wise choices will watch over you and understanding will keep you safe. You have access as a child of God to the wisdom of heaven. That wisdom is given to us from God. The primary source of it is the word of God. Then God, has, God saw fit to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, to take up residence within us, to reveal the wisdom of God to us to speak to us, to lead us, to guide us, and to direct us in all our ways. The Holy Spirit is within us. So we have direct access to God through the person of the Holy Spirit to lead us, to guide us, to direct us. We do not need to be going through life saying, I don't know what to do. I am clueless. We don't need to be living that way. We have the Holy Spirit. We have God's Word. We have the Holy Spirit. In addition to God's word and the Holy Spirit, God, when he established the church, he said, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The church is God's government, his kingdom, his will being done on the earth as it is in heaven. And the church is to be a manifestation of that. In the church, God has given gifts to the church. He's given pastors, apostles, prophets, teachers, and I missed one in there. It's supposed to be five of them, but he's given ministry gifts into the body of Christ. So we have, the, we have ministry gifts in the body of Christ that you can receive advice from. You can receive wisdom through these individuals. And then even if we, people that are not called into what we call, refer as a five-fold ministry gifts, we have brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. We have seasoned men and women that have experiences in life. They are filled with wisdom. And again, when I say seasoned and filled with wisdom, that may not necessarily be seasoned with many years and just be someone can be very young and be very seasoned and, and, and be very in tune with what's going on. And, and have the wisdom of God working through them. I personally believe we should be seeking wisdom from older people as well as, and from younger people. We should be well-rounded. We should get perspective of the younger generations and the older generation. We should be open and, and receptive and receiving the wisdom of God. We should be well-advised and to be well-rounded. So you have the Word of God. You have the Holy Spirit living in you to lead you, to guide you, to direct you, to show you things to come, to bring to you remembrance things that you need to remember. And you have the ministry gifts and you have friends and family in the body of Christ that you can draw from. Be well advised. But just as you are going to go out and you find yourself a, your, your family doctor, you find yourself a financial advisor, you find yourself an advisor in any area of life, don't, don't, don't go across the first ad that pops up on Google. Don't ask series. Ask someone that you know you have a relationship with and someone that you trust. 
ask someone that you have a relationship with, ask someone that you know, and ask someone that you trust. Who would you recommend that I talk to about this? Who would you recommend that I get advice in, advice in this area? The person that, I, that Nancy and I get financial advice from is not the person we, we get relationship advice from. I'm not saying he's not good in relationship, but I don't know that, but that's, it's not the same person. And he's not my doctor either. So there's different people. He's not my dentist. He's not my fitness coach, but he is my financial advisor. And my fitness people are not my financial advisors because some of the gyms need some financial advice. <laughs> they do a good job providing you equipment, telling you how to work out, but not so good when it comes to managing it financially. But anyway, that's just, I'm just saying that as a, a point of illustration. So make it a, a, a commitment in your heart that I'm going to be well advised, I'm going to be well rounded and, and, and well grounded in the word of God from this day on in Jesus' name. Amen. The wisdom of God is going with you and it protects you. It puts you on the right path and it, and it guards you. I mean, it, it, you couldn't ask for a better deal. You couldn't ask for a better deal. And I have some really good places for you to go to get all of the above, whether it be spiritual advice, relationship advice, stewardship advice, fitness advice, and it's all free. And it's the best you can find anywhere. And it's your local church. And all the people just missed a really good place to shout, amen, Pastor Ray. <laughs> it's the local church. Amen? And that's what a local church should be. And when I say the local church, I'm not just talking about all of us here together, those watching with us together online this morning. I'm talking about you are the local church. This building is not the church. You are the church. And when you leave here, you're going out of here as an advisor. And you, have, you are well advised and you can advise people in other areas of life. May only be one area you can advise people in really well in, but then someone else can do the other part. But together as the body of Christ, we can really rally together and we can help one another be well advised so that we can go down the right path. And as we're going down the path, we are well protected. Come back next Sunday morning. We're going to continue on this. Gonna, I think we'll wrap it up next Sunday morning, but we're talking about how wisdom, I'm going to give you an illustration how wisdom's basically hovering over you and it's watching your life and while it's hovering over you and watching your life directing your path and protecting you it's speaking to you and when you have a consciousness of that it will help you make right choices and be confident that I made the right choice amen father in the name of Jesus we thank you and we praise you Lord God for the wisdom of God and I thank you Lord God that the best choice and the first choice that we make based on the wisdom of God is the choice to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. So if you have never done that, I pray that you make that commitment in your heart that you're going to pursue and you're going to receive Jesus Christ as the forgiver of your sin. You're going to ask him into your heart and he will come into your heart. He will forgive you of all your sin and he will establish you in a right relationship with, with, with your heavenly father, with God. There's no more guilt. There's no more condemnation. And you receive the greatest gift of all, the gift of eternal life. 
Wisdom comes to take up residence within you, to lead you, to guide you, and to, to direct you the rest of your life. So in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, as you receive Christ as your Lord and your Savior, simply by asking him, turning from your ways, repenting of your sin, and asking him to come in, we believe together with you that you are a new creation. All things are being made new within you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Look to him for health, for healing, for fitness. Just He's for you. He loves you. He really does. Amen. We love you here at Grace Church. We look forward to seeing you next week. And God bless all of you that have been watching online. We love you. And like Rodney, Pastor Rodney said, when you're in the writing area, make sure you stop in here and worship together with us. God bless you. We'll see you real soon.